Hello and welcome to the Session 7 Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to finish up our MTG lore with the March of the Machine lore, following it up from last week's episode about the Phyrexia will be one lore, and we kind of left off where they assaulted uh, in a counterattack into Phyrex- new, uh, new Phyrexia, right? Yes. And they ended up not doing so well. Jace got completed, Vraska got completed, we they, also- they did get to the World Tree. Yeah. And they met a lot of uh, obstacles on the way, and it didn't turn out well for them. So, Joe, how about you lead off from there? Or if I missed anything, you know, just kind of re- uh, recap it. We saw a few people get completed. Um, we know that Ajani is completed. We knew that already. We also saw the uh, Tybalt, the Planeswalker, the Demon Planeswalker, get completed. Okay. We saw Karn's headless body, and we know that Vraska got completed as well. But I think you basically covered it. Our story basically picks up right where we left off with our three planeswalkers captured. Kaya, Ninja Boy. Kaito. And the jubilant brawler. Tyvar. Yeah. So the the scene picks up and Elish Norn has these three planeswalkers basically bound. And we see them in the Fair Basilica, which is Elish Norn's like home or, you know, capital. Her part of the Phyrexia onion. Yes. And we see a Johnny walk in carrying a defeated Shieldred, Black Praetor. Okay, that's... What happened in the background? Well, Shieldred decided she wanted to help Urobrask's rebellion. Oh, and the Johnny said, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so we see her get captured. Now, I actually want to talk about Urobrask a little bit, because I learned a little bit more information about him uh, since we last spoke. Okay. So Urobrask has always openly opposed Elish Norn. Oh, so he's just like the troublemaker of the Praetors. Except he... he in, in the sense that he just doesn't agree with her and doesn't like her and doesn't want to follow her, doesn't want to be ruled by her. He wants to rule himself, by himself, for himself. He, yeah, doesn't like the way that she does things. I mean, he's still a Phyrexian, so he wants to see people converted, converted mm-hmm. to Phyrexian. But he secretly likes it when people are willingly want to be turned into Phyrexian. <laughs> a sense of morals. <laughs> because... The red color is aligned with, like, freedom and, like, you know, free thought, basically. Okay. And despite the fact that he is red, he is the smartest of all of the red mana-aligned Phyrexians, which is why he's the Phyrexian Praetor. He's okay. the leader. Uh, interesting. Another interesting fact about him is that he's actually housing and protecting a lot of the Mirin uh, rebels. He oh. He lets them hang out on his forge layer, which is why the party went to find Koth on the forge layer. Because Urbrask is like cool with them. Yeah, because he's probably willingly converting people that want to be converted. With 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 their permission, he would do what yes know, what Elish Norn does. But and he's openly standing against Elish Norn. So and- another thought too, and I'm kind of backpedaling here, and I apologize, but Urbrask was on um, Nukapena as we know, mm-hmm. and it's because Tezzeret moved him to Nukapena. Tezzeret saved Urbrask from like dying at the hands of Elish Norn. So Urbrask was like injured, but he hung out on New Capenna to heal so he can return back to New Phyrexia. And he actually also kind of got friendly with Elsfeth a little bit because okay. he pointed her in the direction of Elish Norn, basically. Oh, okay. So, so Urbrask is doing a lot behind the scenes. He's pointing fingers, yeah. he's giving information, and he's also uh, sheltering the Mirren Rebels that are also openly standing out against Elish Norn. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to call Urbrask a good guy because he's still Phyrexian. And yeah, still he's still not a nice people. person. But he is helpful. He's, he's not, helping. Yeah. And after after the events of Brothers War, 
when we captured we when we saw not Brothers War, I mean the um yeah, yeah, Brothers War. When we saw Shieldred capture what's his name? Karn. Thank you. She has since flipped sides and she was working with Urbrask. Okay. And by the way, Fencer Corpse Puppet is an Ur- is a Shieldred um Phyrexian like loyalist okay so he is also on the side of hopefully he drops vencer off yeah actually there's a proper burial or something there's no real story behind vencer other than (laughs) dangling from a phyrexian yeah specifically a memnite which is interesting which are made in the likeness of memnar the original mirrodin psychopath so our current day story shows a johnny throw a defeated children at the feet of elish norn in front of the planeswalkers including the completed planeswalkers and attracts is hanging out too and elish norn basically says to a johnny this is not the way and she's not behaving well so go ahead and kill her so she ex she officially has a johnny carry at the execution of the first praetor which is shieldred shieldred dies here Oh, snap. One down, four to go. (laughs) So then she decides, Elish Norn decides that she wants to send her her minions that are currently kind of hanging out in this room out to, like, conquer the planes because they've successfully broken some of the planes. And she sends Luka to Ikoria. She sends Nahiri to Zendikar, uh, Tamiyo to Kamigawa, which... All, those are all the planeswalkers and their home plane. Okay, so she's sending completed planeswalkers back to the planes in which they uh, were born to or lived in. Except or... for Ajani. She has other plans for him. She wants him to go to Theros because Ajani has extensive knowledge of the way the gods in Theros work. And the way that the gods of Theros work is whatever their followers believe, that's how they get represented. So Ajani's supposed to go to Theros to convert as many followers as he can. To believe that the gods are... Phyrexian. Phyrexian. Or should be Phyrexian. And the gods will turn Phyrexian on Theros. Dude, that's messed up. Yeah. Like, he just turns Theros into a Phyrexian cult. Yeah. That's messed up. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, kids. (laughs) Vraska goes to Ravnica... Let's see who else I have. Makes sense. What about Jace? Does Uh, she send Jace anymore? We don't know what happens with Jace. Jace actually gets up and nonchalantly just like excuses himself. And Elish Norn just makes this comment like, oh, Jace is smart enough to know what I want. So I'm just going to leave him to his own devices. I mean, so I could see that. Yeah. Um, We also see, uh, let's see, Atraxa. Who Atraxia is not a planeswalker. She's actually an angel that is turned Phyrexian. She was an angel who was sent to destroy like Elish Norn and all the Phyrexians, but then she got completed by Elish Norn, and she is now like Elish Norn's right hand like warrior yeah. fighter. Atraxa goes to New Capenna, and Elish Norn tells Atraxa she doesn't want anyone in New Capenna to be completed. She wants them all to die. She just wants to kill everyone in New Capenna. Well, I would assume that is because the members of New Capenna. That I would say are soldiers like Elspeth. They are very good at fighting Phyrexians. They have a lot of combat experience with Phyrexians. I know, like some of the we talked before, some of the civilians don't know what's going on. But I feel like like the soldiers of that plane know what's going on. They're skilled in taking down Phyrexians. The so yeah, you're you're really kind of right on the money there. There's two reasons why she wants uh, New Capenna to be gone because Capenna was originally like one of the plans to be invaded by Phyrexia and Phyrexia was technically defeated even though New Capenna the city is like the only thing left standing in Capenna that and also Capenna New Capenna is where Halo that like liquid that is really potent against Phyrexians that's where it's from and where it's made. okay so she's trying to get rid of the Halo 
production as well. Yeah. And while she's assigning all of these people, she kind of drops her focus on holding our three planeswalkers and they planeswalk away. So they get away. That's smart. Um, but Elishron's like, ah, whatever. I've already won because I've I've um, breached the multiverse. Things are going the way I want them to go. So it doesn't matter if they get away because mm-hmm. there's more out there. There's just three planeswalkers. Uh, scene change to Dominaria. We see Liliana take Chandra, Vivian, Ren to like uh somewhere i can't exactly remember there's a place on there's a place in dominaria that they go hang out and liliana's like protecting them like she's like saying like this is where we should go um our three planeswalkers that just planeswalked away from um new phyrexia come and they share news of their defeat basically and they talk about their friends who have lot like that they've lost Vraska, jace you know and they said that basically the Phyrexian invasion is is happening now. So Chandra and Ren decide that oh, Ren brings up the fact she can actually hear like the song that Realmbreaker is singing. The Realmbreaker being the, the the world tree. The world tree that the Phyrexians are using to break through all of the yeah, multiverses uh, like on each branch and each root. So Ren can she says she can still hear the song that Worldbreaker, Realmbreaker, the world tree is singing. And she thinks she could actually, like, get this to stop if she goes to the base of the world tree. Ren's the dryad, planeswalker. Um, so Chandra agrees to take Ren to New Phyrexia, and they planeswalk there. Scene change to a couple of different planes. Because because Phyrexia is, like, going to each plane, there's a little bit of story told on each plane, so I'll kind of briefly go through what happens on each one. Okay. Tamio um, is on... Kamigawa. Thank you. And she's on a now partially destroyed Boseju. Um, the tree, it's the tree land. Yeah, like the land, yeah. Boseju who endures. And she's like directing all of the Phyrexian invasion from there. Um, and Kaya and Kaito <clears throat> have planeswalked here to try to help. And they are going up the world tree to stop Tamio and kill her. And Nashi, which is a, the rat humanoid, stops them because Nashi is the adopted son of Tamio. And Nashi wants to try to convince Tamio to stop this invasion before Kaya and Kaito kill her. So Kaya and Kaito say, okay, we'll escort you up there and you can try this first because they're all about anything that can they think can work. So Nashi talks to Kamio, to Tamio and says, hey, you should stop this. And Tamio says, hey, you should join my new family, basically. Oh, and it hurts. Nashi says, no, I can't. And so... Kaito is about to attack Tamio, but then the Eternal Wanderer warps in and cuts Tamio down and warps out. <laughs> <laughs> the Eternal Wanderer. And then uh, this is where I'm assuming Tamio dies permanent. Tamio dies, sad face. However, she did save a projection of herself that's like before she was completed in like one of her scrolls or something. Okay. And so she's saying that her story isn't completed yet, but she's like, sorry for what her Phyrexian version did. And she's like hanging out and floating around. And so then they fight the Phyrexian invasion back on Kamigawa. Yeah. Because they killed the, the guess the general in this case. Yeah. Leading the charge. Um, yeah, I actually didn't read too much into that, but I assume that's probably a really good, you know, really good uh, reason. We look at Kaldheim. Tyvar, who is an elf from Kaldheim, goes to the elves, like the tribe of elves that he's from, and the elves are like a very prideful people. <clears throat> we all already know that the elves of Yavamaya thought that they could defend Dominaria single-handedly from the Phyrexian invasion, but then they saw that they couldn't. So Tyvar is coming here and saying, hey, so I know you guys think you can fight off all of the Phyrexians, but we need to really get everybody from 
call time involved to fight off this Phyrexians. And I know we all hate each other, but today we could put aside our differences to stop this, and tomorrow we can go back to being enemies. So Tyvar, long story short, manages to convince the elves and the vampires and the, all of the other different races and beasts of the land to fight just Phyrexians for a day, basically, right? Okay. So Tyvar kind of staves off the Phyrexian invasion on call time. We go to Kaladesh, and we see Sahili Rai and Pia Nalar try to defend the Aetherflux Reservoir. And they have these huge skyships because, you know, that's the whole Kaldheim Yeah, the whole flavor. vehicles and all these crazy kinds of contraptions like the dragsters and stuff like that. Exactly. So they, they're they having no real problem holding back any Phyrexians like at the choke points that the Phyrexians are breaking through. The skyships are blowing, raining down fire and PNLR and Sahili Rai are fighting. But they just, they're making it a point to defend the Aetherflux Reservoir because that's like the main source of power for Kaladesh. And it's like this really big resource that mm-hmm. so they actually managed to kind of fight a little bit we jump to new capenna where we see atraxa starting to slaughter all of the people in new capenna however the air here is thick just with the mist of halo and so she's starting to get dizzy and she's starting to get confused and she eventually let's see i have some notes here on new capenna you know who errant is errant spell it e- I, I probably misspelled it it's e at E-R-R-A-N-T. Um, so Atraxa is running around. Aaron's the street artist. Thank yes. You. She is a common card. This is the card. Um, this is the person that kills Atraxa, correct? I remember Tyler talking about this in one of our Magic Nights. Spoilers, but basically. Um, Errant is here and fighting Atraxa. One of the things that happens, we're going to come back to New Campena, but one of the things that happens at New Campena is Atraxa, it doesn't like she's confused as to why all of the New Capenans are like obsessed with beauty and like, you know, Marvel. And she's like destroying a museum, but because she's an angel, she slowly starts to feel like this resonance come from within her that's like, oh, I remember, you know, like liking beauty because angels are all beautiful, right? Um, so Atraxa is killing people in New Capenna, but she's getting like, she's getting like Tarlon. Messed up on Halo. Then we flash back to Chandra and Ren on New Phyrexia. However, there are some side stories I can just quickly and easily go through. Vivian is on Ikoria, and Ikoria, if I'm not mistaken, has a bunch of beasts associated with it. Yeah, so like that was the Godzilla set. Yeah. So they have all of the huge... Are they like Elder or something? Elder beasts? Yes. They have all the... That was when Mutate was a big mechanic. And Vadrock? Do you know Vadrock? I do not. I didn't buy a lot of that set. So Luca is here on Ikoria, and he's just taking... Like he's assimilating any beast he can find, and he's like putting them on this big beast meat like amalgamation monster thing that he's like basically attached to and he keeps on building himself and building himself building himself by getting more and more beasts attached to himself but um eventually long story short vivian teams up with vadok vadrock who is like one of the elder beasts there and end up killing luca they end up killing luca so luca dies vadrock melts him basically we see strixhaven and in strixhaven liliana vess Mm-hmm. is there and she has this idea as they're fighting these phyrexians to cast like this like elder spell that the elder dragons that founded the the strixhaven academy like casted and like her idea is to get a bunch of the headmasters including perfect yeah that's that's right well that'll be an image we can post or if we're still doing that anyway uh liliana gets all of the headmasters from strixhaven mm-hmm. including the 
Zimone and Dina, and plus a couple other people, to agree to cast this like ancient spell that's like deep in the library. So she goes there, and they start to cast the spell, and then Quint. I don't know if you know Quint. No, I'm, I don't know him, but I'm pretty sure it's just like like another card from the. Gets his Planeswalker Spark. Okay. And he Planeswalks away because he can't control it because he just got his new power. But they mostly cast the spell, and the spell is kind of pushing him back, and that gives them an opportunity to keep fighting. On Ixalan, we see basically vampires team up with the dinosaurs, including the elder, elder dinosaurs. This is where... Delta and Mavern come into play. Yeah, and also the two-sided coin uh, dinosaur. Itali, but he gets completed. Yeah, well, he's so he's actually fighting with them. And then, like, as he's turning Phyrexian, he, he still kind of has his, like, like mental state. So all of these elder dinosaurs are fighting and killing the uh, Phyrexians with no problem. But Tali at the end gets completed and they have to put him down, which is kind of unfortunate. But that's what happens. Mm, that's sad. In Estrad, there's Gissa and Geralt. Geralt. They're both, like, human wizards that deal with vampires. Or not vampires. They deal with zombies. And they're siblings. And they they kind of have, like, a, a friendly sibling feud where they're always, like, playing a, a game of chess. But it's not just a game of chess. It's, like, anything they do, they're always, like, I can do that better than you. Right? Or whatever. Yeah. And they all have their hordes and hordes of zombies, which, newsflash, zombies are immune to glistening oil. So they have a ball just killing all of the Phyrexians. They make it a competition. They make it a game. Like, oh, I'm the, I'm going to be the one. Dude, Innistrad is probably like the largest pile of corpses, yeah. Phyrexian and zombie corpses you would ever see in that aspect. And then, uh, so- I'm at 104. What are you at? <laughs> they actually basically easily completely fight off all of the Phyrexians that invade there. And they go back to being like, well, I'm going to beat you at chess tomorrow or whatever, right? Because yeah. they're, they're just like, oh, that happened, but yeah. we're going to move on to the next thing now. Which is really kind of an interesting take. That's funny. Um, let's see. We have El the throne of Eldraine. There's Rankle, who like wants this girl to fall in love with him. Rankle's this little spirit fairy that like is a trickster, and he ends up almost getting killed by Phyrexians, but then Torban comes and saves him. Mm -hmm. And there's the card, Rankle and Torban. Mm -hmm. But Rankle, being the little trickster he is, takes Torban's ring of three wishes, like steals it from him, and he wishes first for a basket of cookies. Second, for a single love potion so he can get that girl to fall in love with him. And then Torban's like, please give me back the Ring of Three Wishes because like this is literally the only thing that we could use that could just stop the Phyrexian invasion. And Rankle just goes, no, I want it to rain love potion. So it starts to rain love potion. And then all of a sudden, this big hole opens up and Rankle leads all of these Phyrexians, probably by accident, into this hole. And then he goes into the hole and then he falls asleep. And I think we're going to Eldrain the next set so this story is probably going to pick up from there but it's like really funny and really weird at the same time yeah um ravnica we see vraska in ravnica but apparently jace a long time ago put this like mind sliver in vraska that makes it so she can protect her mind at any like if she need needed to if she ever got mind triggered so there is a part of vraska that's not completed that's just her mental part that's watching her physical oh damn jace my boy coming in clutch yeah so vraska feels bad and the story is told from vraska's point of view and she's just witnessing all of these atrocities that completed vraska is doing so there's a little piece of vraska that's still in there which is cool um ralzarek shows up and he has this oil that he sets this trap and he ignites it and completely well it's obliterates but and defeats Vraska. i didn't put kills because it's possible that she plans walked away at the last second because a little part in her mind mm -hmm. or something but ralzarek defeats Vraska. damn this is getting this is getting good a lot of a lot of a lot of 
things are happening and i like it yeah and then in zendikar we see nahiri come and it was kind of hard to follow what nahiri did but basically she made this whole hedron like floating castle thing that well that fits it's zendikar linvala and a couple of the other like people from zendikar drana linvala and drana drana is actually not there she's not that card doesn't have a story. That doesn't make sense then why I put it there. Well, whatever. I would assume Drana, but... I agree, but Drana never shows up. Okay. She's never even mentioned, which is very That's strange. very strange. Um, but yeah, so Linvala... So Linvala then. And, and Friends... Uh, there were other names. I just don't. I didn't. I didn't write them down. But I. I mean, I promise you that Trana wasn't there. Basically, thwart Nahiri. Uh, fight ensues, and something happens, and Nahiri gets crushed by her Hedron castle, and we assume is dead, but it doesn't say. Okay. Let's see. And then Errant, with the help of. Oh, actually, that might be jumping ahead. So then we go back to New Phyrexia. Okay. Where Ren and Chandra. Ren and Chandra are on New Phyrexia. They meet up with Koth and Malira. And Ren tells them about her plan to bond with Realmbreaker. So Koth and Malira and all of the Urubrask and all of the, uh, like, Mirin. Rebellion. Rebels. Rebels. Agree to try to get Ren to. Uh, Realm Breaker. Ren still has her tree seven, by the way. She's still walking around on a dryad. Yeah, because she she doesn't have legs, right? She has to be basically fused with a treant almost in order to survive. Correct. Yeah, that is correct. Um, and they team up with Urbrask, <laughs> and Urbrask agrees to do make a diversion so that the rebels can get to the World Tree or the Realm Breaker to have Ren fuse with it. Um, and then all of a sudden Nissa shows up and Nissa destroys and obliterates seven. So we see Ren on the ground. It's just a torso with legs being like, ah, I'm a fish out of water. Yeah. And Nissa turns to Chandra and she says, join me. Um, but Chandra says no. And then Ren, who has like the fire in her chest, blows up Nissa and like throws Nissa back. Okay. Story cuts over to Elspeth, who is floating around in the Blind Eternities. And basically, an avatar appears in front of her, who's hinted at being Sarah, the angel from the Plane of Sarah, who's also a planeswalker. And the okay. thing says, make a choice, and then visions flow in front of Elspeth's face of like all of the different planes and all of these different things happening. And it's basically, your choice is where are you going to in- intervene so you can... Like save, you know, wh- where's the best place for you to intervene? And Elspeth picks that she wants to go to where Nissa and Chandra are fighting. So Sarah decides that was a good choice. And then she remakes Elspeth in the image that she was supposed to be, which gives her her wings. So now Elspeth is an angel, which kind of fits the whole Sarah thing, right? Mm-hmm. We see Elspeth teleport to where Nissa and Chandra are. Um, she heals Chandra and she actually heals an inj- injured Koth. Um, kind of knocks Nissa down, and then at the other end of the battlefield, you hear Elish Norn scream attack, like, ah, attack. So then uh, Ren asks for help. She says, I need to get to the... I need to get to the tree. Otherwise, this whole plan's not going to work. So Elspeth starts to fight Elish Norn, and she gets an attack off on her, but then Elish Norn decides she wants to start to fight Jinkataxis. So Elspeth says, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to help Ren, and she starts taking her to the world tree, and then she gets caught up in a fight, and so like they pass Ren's torso along closer to the world tree like you're passing a football or a hot potato. So like someone grabs her and runs a little bit and then throws her to the next person who grabs and runs a little bit. Um, and then Malira, the healer, mm-hmm. is the final one to place Ren at the base of the world tree. So deep in Ren, like digs deep in the, you know, metaphorical sense, but like her druidic sense and tries to find like the true heart of the 
world tree in Realmbreaker, and she finds this little sapling who's singing and crying. And she says, you're so strong, and you could probably find Zalfir where Teferi is probably, and I bet you you can do it, and cheers it on. And so it does, and Ren fuses with Realmbreaker. So now there's the card Ren and Realmbreaker. And she uses all of her power and everything that she has to hold open the portal to Zalfir, which has been closed off forever, right? Mm -hmm. And out steps Teferi, and... Behind him is just like this, these like ranks and ranks of armies of people from Zalfir ready to fight. And so now Phyrexia is being invaded by Zalfir. <laughs> yeah, Teferi coming in clutch. Lost to Zalfir the whole time. So we jump to New Capenna and we see Errant. He wants to figure out a way to kill Atraxa, but I guess like New Capenna is a multi-layered city. So one of the places is called Park Heights and Errant manages to unfasten like the things that are holding park heights up and makes that entire portion of the city fall onto Atraxa and kill Atraxa. Damn. Yeah. Really killed her. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't just kill her. He like dropped the whole city. Like, <laughs> hey girl, catch this. <laughs> so I'm going through my notes here. All of the angels from New Capenna take the halo and they start to go to other planes to help fight. No, Phyrex, the Phyrexian invasion on other planes. Okay. So they go to Theros where you see Ky Kaya fighting a new completed Heliod. Um, and the angels come and they help out there and they go to Zelfir. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Tarkir? Is that what you're thinking of? Actually, there's not a story for Tarkir. Oh, okay. Which is another weird thing. Just snap back to New Phyrexia and we see Ren and she has decided that she wants to switch places. She wants New Phyrexia and Zelfir to switch places. So that way, New Phyrexia will be forever tied off in like unreachable from the rest of the multiverse and Zalfir will be back hanging out right mm -hmm. so all of the Zalfirans say that any Mirrodin that like this is the plan now so any Mirrodin you can come make a home on Zalfir because we're switching places so you should come through this portal so everybody goes to this portal um, but there's still this big fight ensuing right because it's like massive or just armies mm -hmm. and amalgamations of people and Vornklex is there Vornklex the green line praetor and he wants to like kill um, what's his name? Teferi. And like, he's like sneaking up on him and then just like a random soldier kills him. Like just cuts off Vorinclex's head. And Vorinclex dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, his sneak was a critical fail. So that's, that's the, for sure. the death of the second prey. We turn and we see Jin Kataxis now here, but he's fighting Elish Norn. Because she betrayed him, right? And yeah. started attacking. Um, and Jin Kataxis is on top of this huge machine. It has like this big tank. And in the tank, there's a bunch of these little like Phyrexian mite thingies swimming around, getting ready to like pop out and complete like Mirans and Zalfirans. And right as Jin Kataxis and like Elshorn are fighting, Teferi comes and he actually knocks Jin Kataxis into his own tank. And Jin Kataxis gets consumed by these things. And Jin Kataxis dies. Wow, killed third, by his own machines. Yeah, third person dead. Um, Teferi is about to leave to go to Zalfir, but then he at the last second sees the head of Karn. And he kind of lifts Karn up, and Karn just kind of like 3D prints his own body again. Oh. And it's kind of janky, but it, it'll do the trick. So Karn has a body, um, and at the last second again, we see a dead Ren, unfortunately. Ren dies, but she leaves behind this little acorn that... Teferi puts in his pocket, right? So okay. there's a little 
little wren acorn in his pocket. And he finally goes to Zalfir. Karn, however, picks up an Elish, the Elish Norn. She's kind of like defeated. She's not dead yet, but she's like ramshackle and like she, beat up and yeah, she's hurt. And he says, you know, I, I need to be the one to do this. You are my mistake that I have to correct. And he uses his own power to unmake Elish Norn because she's part machine. Yeah. And he has total control over like making machines. Yeah. So he ends up killing Elish Norn like in a very like peaceful way by taking just like letting her dissolve. Um, and then they close the portal to New Phyrexia. Because of this, all of the invasion troops that are Phyrexian are now inert because they're cut off from the glistening oil. And so they either fall apart or they just kind of like stop moving or fall over. Yeah, they freeze almost. Yeah. Because the hive mind is lost. And we win. Yay. Yay. Little, little epilogue to Fairy the Time Mage plants that acorn that he found of Ren on Zalfir. And he's going to watch over it as it grows. And we he then goes down to a tent on Zelfir that's like a healing tent or like a medical tent. Mm-hmm. And he finds an Ajani and a Nissa who are both completed, like knocked out or knocked unconscious because of the connection being severed. And in this tent also we see Chandra and Kaya and Koth and Karn and Teferi and Malira. Well, Teferi was there, but yeah, we see all these people. Malira, who is dying, says, I could probably heal them but I need help. So Teferi agrees and Karn agrees and he makes, Teferi makes a slow time bubble to help the healing process and then Karn takes out both uh, Johnny and Nissa's Planeswalker Sparks and uses his own spark from Fencer to cleanse them while Malira cleanses Johnny and Nissa's physical bodies of for like the Phyrexian stuff, but it it uses the last for power and Malira ends up dying. Oh, that's that's sad. And Karn also loses his spark for the third time. This is the third time he's lost his spark. Well, maybe he'll actually get one of his own this time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the idea. Is it the third time or is it the second time? It's the second time because he had the first time he got the stones from Urza, yeah. which was Glacian's spark initially. Yeah. And then after that, he got Venser's spark. Okay. So this is the third time that he was not a planeswalker. Yes. I guess. Is, maybe that's the incorrect second way to time say it. He, yeah, lost a spark. But, but if he gets a spark, time. it'll be the third time he becomes a planeswalker. And then Ajani and Nissa wake up and they're back to normal and like Nissa embraces um chandra and like everyone's happy except for the dead malira who's just like dead on the ground over there <laughs> i mean that's just I, i'm making it funny but you know that's basically what happens so and then i think i covered all of the side stories we have zendikar we had nukapenna we had ravnica eldraine innistrad ixalan strixhaven and ikoria so that's the story of march of the machine and then then of course we know that the aftermath is coming out i don't know what that's about or what the story is there but we might cover that we might not um, but I know that we are, we're about to go into a deeper dive with your stuff, finally. Yeah, back into the um, we're gonna D&D have, classes. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a bunch of stuff. So maybe I'll just cover it in a mini episode yeah. or something. Yeah, we could do that. It'd be very easy to do. But so. anyway, man, what do you think? I know there's a lot of questions you asked about Jace. I didn't see him. I really wanted him to do something. But <clears throat> so, I wonder what's going on there, you know? Lots of questions. Yeah, that's my first one. Where's Jace? What's going on with Jace? Um, second question, is Veraska alive? Did she either let herself die consumed with guilt watching her completed self commit atrocities? Or did she escape when she had the chance so that she could live and maybe correct her wrongs? That's a good question. You never know what happens. Um, the other thing is what happens with Ranko and Torban. Oh, we're going to ha- see What that. happens there? So that's my other thing. And we're going back to Eldraine. So one of my other favorite Planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. Is Garrick alive? I already know that answer. Yes, he is. He is, yeah. Will Garrick make an appearance in Eldraine when they bring out the new set? I hope so. I hope so as well. Um, he's not dead. They did, you know, heal him from the chain veil incident and all that stuff. So will Garrick come back? If not, that'd be deal. 
Would I like to see another Garrick? Of course. Yeah. Garrick's awesome. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. It's been a long while. Um, so that's my question there. Urobrask, by the way, is alive and probably on New Phyrexia, ruling New Phyrexia, which is cut off from the multiverse. Yeah. So another question answered there. That was my another que- that was my another other question, like where's Urbrask? What's he doing? He's leading all of the Phyrexians, probably. Because he's yeah. the only Praetor left at this point. Yes. Because they're all dead. So Except him, yeah. Or did he Maybe be him in asylum since he's not a total, you know, a-hole like Elishorn was. No, I think he he's still Phyrexian and he still likes the idea of completion and like yeah, everything so being coordinated. Yeah. So he's probably still in Phyrexia. Well, he's going to die alone then. You know, no one cares about him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool that he was he was like helping. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. He's all about freedom. He's all about doing what you want, having the choice to do what you want. And Elishnorn wasn't giving them that choice. She was forcing them to commit these atrocities that they either agreed with or they didn't, but it didn't matter because in Urabrask's point of view, they didn't have a choice and that's all he wanted. Yeah. I think Elishnorn's problem was that her her thing wasn't about like everything is one. She wanted to be powerful. So that's kind of where her... She got greedy. Yeah. Too greedy. Like why would you attack an ally in the midst of battle? Well, I think all of the Praetors ended up turning on her. Oh, did they? Right. Okay. So Shieldred was an ally, but Shieldred ended up going with, with Urobrask, which is why Elishnorn had her killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jingataxis, I'm not sure exactly why he decided he wanted Vorinclex to attack just got killed trying to mess up Teferi because he doesn't like Teferi. Yeah. But which... Vorinclex just died from like, someone was like, look at that thing. I'm going to slice he's, that. He's like, his cards are terrible. They're like... The, Von- the Monstrous Raider one's good, but like his flip card sucks. It's like okay. the weakest of the flip cards. Okay, I was gonna say Monstrous Raider is like really that's like good, and like the OG is really good. But I don't know what the OG does. Um, oh, dude, I have it in my Omnath deck, and it's disgusting. It's the voice of it's Vorn collects the voice of hunger. Yeah, my I have the um, the Monstrous Raider in my attracts a poison counter deck, and it just doubles all the poison counters. So Vorn collects the voice of hunger. <clears throat> it's uh, so it's. Eighth play, six and two green. Legendary creature, Fraction Praetor. Praetor. Trample. Whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana of any type of that land produced. Whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, that land doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Wow, that's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's cool. But uh, the flip card just... Uh, but yeah. Um, I, so I'd say he's the weakest of the five. Interesting mix of events for sure. You know, like what happened... Like Atali is probably dead, but we also know some of the gods on Theros. I think two were successfully completed. Mm-hmm. So like, are they dead? What's going on there? How come there wasn't a story with Tarkir? Like there wasn't even a story yeah. written. Because there we there were images showing Colligan being com, um, completed yeah. and Ojitai's forces and Ojitai and Zergo, Zergo yeah. fighting off Colligan and Colligan's forces. They also had the... Uh, Invasion of Tarkir flip card. Yeah. So here's my thing. They had quotes from where Sarkan. They had quotes from Sarkan, like on the cards. Where's or Tarka? Where's Dramoka? Yeah. Where are they? I'm sure they would team up with Ojitai. You know, where are all the key figures from the that cons and fate and dragons set? You we know, are, we are going to see Narset. I think in the aftermath. Yeah, so. she is in. She is in the after. I've I, already. We've seen the card. I wonder if they're going to maybe have a little bit of a story with that, like a side story with Tarkir. Yeah. I'd love to go back to Tarkir eventually. Uh, I would love to go back to Tarkir. Tarkir was fun. Tarkir had a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah, dude. Um, I guess another question I had too was, is um, there was no story uh, story be behind Thalia and the Gitrog monster either. Oh yeah, that's an Innistrad. Those are those are the Innistrad um, team up card. Oh, okay. And for some reason, the story just left th- them out. Yeah. Same with Drana and Lanvala. 
right? Mm. Lindvall was there, but Drana wasn't, which makes no sense. Okay. Rankle and Torban, they didn't really team up. They were in the story together. Uh, they didn't fight together, but like Torban saves Rankle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then my final thought for everything is it's awesome that on Ixalan, the elder dinosaurs oh, yeah. were so strong that they could mentally resist the Phyrexian disease or whatever that's infecting them that Itali could be infected pretty much be completed like 99% completed and still be able to slaughter thousands of Phyrexians before getting completed and then getting put down by yeah. the rest of the elder dinosaurs and vampires yeah like how oh that's another destructive one is that the the um the the team upset from that which is the vampire on top of the yeah Galta and Mavern thank you that has no story it should it should <laughs> I agree with you <laughs> do you know how you know how like disgusting it is that Galta and Gishith and all those other elder dinosaurs like Itali like we just mentioned that they can just literally go hey I'm like 99.99% Phyrexian right now but I'm still gonna slaughter at least 15,000 troops yeah before I completely turn and yeah. then you know the rest of them just kill me yeah I thought it was great <laughs> like like Atali's a monster yeah. not, not only literally but it's literally elder, it's an elder dinosaur <laughs> right? yeah he's he's just like oh hey um I'm Phyrexian but you know I still wiped out like 90% of your forces yeah. as a Phyrexian and then died <laughs> a lot of cool story beats yeah that's for sure so that's jeez oh, yeah, alright man I think I'm pretty good you good <clears throat> dude I'm good that was a, that was that was probably my favorite of all of it it's just them kind of right? coming together and being like you want to rap yeah and uh, that's right for the Session 7 Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as Joe and I did making it. And please give us all the feedback that you have because we like feedback and any corrections because we do want to be as accurate as possible with all of our information. So if there is anything that you do hear us say that could be wrong, just let us know. We'll discuss it. Talk about it. Discuss it and talk about it. And please make sure you share this with your friends, your families, and your grandmas so that way we can get the podcast out there and everybody can listen to us talk about all kinds of stuff. And thank you so much and don't forget to follow us on social media and like us on social media and have a good night i love you